Today we're starting the fourth and final Shara of the Nefesh HaChaim, it's known as Shara Teira. And uh, maybe in the Yeshiva world, it's the Shara, well, the only Shara, which is really learned of the Nefesh HaChaim. Uh, people learn it because they want to be inspired and uplifted by the importance of learning Torah or the value of learning Torah. And for sure there is that aspect of the Nefesh HaChaim too, um, which a person definitely can be impressed by and inspired by when he writes about the importance and the value of Torah study. But as you know, the Nefesh HaChaim wasn't merely meant to be a compilation of quotes of the importance of Torah. Nefesh HaChaim, uh, firstly, as I heard from Yaakov Hillel once, and as you see in the previous three Sharim, really was interpreting a lot of concepts of Kabbalah, of the Zohar, which he quotes many, many times, and explaining it. And therefore, besides for being inspired by what he writes, one can also learn from what he writes. There's a certain amount of chiddush, there's a certain amount of a novelty in his approach of how he explains Ruchnistika concepts, which we can learn from as well. And that's really been the Mahalach we've taken since the beginning of the Nefesh HaChaim. And that is not just to look for uh, inspiration, but really to try and understand him and what he's, what he's being Mahadish, what he's adding to our former knowledge, what he's coming to explain, and, when, and that we have to look carefully at the quotes from Chazal, from the Zayar, from the Gemara that he brings, what he's trying to bring out of it. Besides from that, we know that also the Nefesh HaChaim wasn't merely a Lomda Sefer, it was also coming as a polemic against what the Nefesh HaChaim held was a mistake in what people were doing, and just like we saw in the previous uh, Shire, when he spoke about uh, what he held was a mistake in the fact that people were so into trying to uh, affect their kavanas or come to some kind of purity of his thoughts in davening, that they missed the time of davening, and that's why he writes by Rechus at length about the mistake in thinking that the feelings in doing a mitzvah are more important than keeping the halachas further into the mitzvah, so the same applies to Torah too. And that is that he felt that there was a mistake in his dar, uh, misunderstanding of how Torah is meant to be learnt or what's the correct attitude to Torah. And then the Nefesh HaChaim is coming to disagree with that as well and to state his position clearly. Or what, he holds, what he holds the right way to learn Torah is also. And therefore as we go along, it will be sometimes indicative to show us what the other understanding was and what the Nefesh HaChaim is coming to disagree with. And therefore we'll see in the quotes that he brings from the various uh, Zayas and Prakim, he's really building an argument for for what he wants to explain. Also, it's not just a, like a random compilation of Ma'amari Chazal about the importance of learning Torah. Because that's always been the way we've learned Nefesh HaKhaim until now, Be'ez HaShem, in this and the fourth Shar, we're going to do the same thing. So, let's start from the beginning. And he says in Parakalaf, Oidzas a mighty lobby be Megira Sefer Kosov. I also wanted to have it recorded in print. The importance of the Khiv we have to learn the Torah. And that Khiv is Al Kol Ish Israel, Yam Balaila. On every Jewish man there's no time limit for the Khiv of learning Torah, it's applies day and night. And not only that, Ula Haikiv Ma'atwa Dibur and I wanted to expand what I'm going to say also. Besides talking about the Chiyot Torah, it's also the 
Mayla and the greatness of Torah learning. And a person who's learning it correctly, the way it's meant to be learned, that's because Adam Hayashar, and it's a Torah Chesed Al which is the it's a Torah which is which is teaching. In a way which is meant to bring pleasure, satisfaction is the word to Hashem. That's the first point. That's the Isha Yashar. The Isha Yashar is the person who's learning Torah in a way which is bringing pleasure, pleasure to Hashem. And then the second step, the Ish Das, who has Das, who can, who can, so to speak, strengthen himself even more, to support it, to uphold it, and which is even the minute, even the fine points of Torah, he knows how to, he knows how to hold on to them as well. And uh, that's a, a bigger matter. In other words, it's not just the fact that the person is learning Torah, but that a person is being machzik the Torah. In other words, he's establishing or making sure the Torah will remain established, will remain strong. And it's a person who's, uh, like what the Pasuk says, is a person who's being the Torah's chiv l'hakim, is the Torah azos, and that is to establish, to make sure that the Torah gets continued, gets perpetuated. And why is it important? It says Nefesh Achaim, because now that it's been so many generations that the 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 learning of Torah has been minimized in every dar people don't give it appreciation due to the Torah don't understand its value properly and therefore the people don't learn Torah as much as they should now just it's instructive to know what he's talking about when he talks about the fact that in his diaries the Eisekha Torah was Hushbal, was minimized from its former glory. Because we're talking now in the Torah even before the reform or the scholar had made inroads into letter. And therefore for sure people were all keeping Torah and people were learning Torah. But what does he mean that the Eisekha Torah was Hushbal? So we find a similar comment made by the Rabbi Vilna. At the same time that Nefesh Shachayim was the Rav of Elohim, the Rav of Vilna was the Chai Adam, Rav Chaim Danzig, and in his Sefer Chachmos Adam on Yeridei, when he talks about Hilchos Tamat he also talks about how the Torah, the Eisek Torah, has been Hushbal in his Dar. But look what he says. He says that as a result of the lack of importance that people attach to the Torah, so he complains about the working people who are only learning Torah for eight hours a day. And that he holds was a simon of kind of the lack of importance people giving to Torah that they're only spending eight hours a day learning, which is an unbelievable thing. For us, we look at the admiration of a dar that even people who weren't, so to speak, primarily or completely occupied in Torah were learning eight hours a day. And the Chachachus Adam complains that Kilo is a sign of how the Torah's honor has been trampled. When one wants to think about what they'd say about the Torah of today, when even for people who are meant to learn in Torah, the Avrechim, who are learning in Kodal the whole day, uh, we ask them the question, how much more they're learning than eight hours a day? I mean, it's the story of Kodal. If a person's learning even a full Seder from 9 till 1 and 3.30 till 7, which is the standard Kodal times, is only seven and a half hours. So how many, how many more hours that is a person going to add 
to how much he's learning a day, and that's someone who's, so to speak, in full-time learning. But I'm not coming to my catch on the door. Just give us a perspective of what the acronym of the time we're talking about when they say that the Eisaka Torah has been trampled, and that the kid of people aren't being mechabed the Torah as much as they should. We're not talking about people who therefore are doing nothing, people who may be going to a share once a day or once a week. They're talking about people who are learning eight hours a day, and they consider that woefully inadequate. And therefore, the Nefesh Chaim says it's important, important to Mechazic people to the value of Torah learning and the value of the Torah itself, what it achieves in Shemaim, because that way it will Mechazic people to apply themselves to learn more. That's the first point he says. And not only that, he says, in Israel, it's been for a long time already. The Torah hasn't had its former prestige, but now in the last star he said, it's fallen even further. And it's at the lowest level. And exactly the same point, and that is because of the difficulty people had in making a parnasa, so they don't have enough time to apply themselves to Torah properly, and that's why he says that the Eisekah Torah has been, has been affected so much. And he continues, that's the first problem. Then, even among those people who do want to get closer to Hashem, and therefore, they do want to focus more on the, and spend all their efforts on Emirat Torah. But because for them the stated goal is Kirvas Hashem, and therefore they feel that by perfecting oneself or developing more of a level of Yerush Shemaim, a person would feel more of a Kirvas Hashem and be, elevate themselves to a higher level. So that's what they focused all their efforts and all their energies on. And then they learned all day, either Sefer Mus or Sefer Yira. Without being Kavaya, the primary, so to speak, energies on when he says the Mikros and the Halachos. Mikros normally means Torah Shabbat Halachos we know is learning Halacha. And this is something which, in the meantime, we're just going to point out, we'll see later, while the Rav Chaim Velazhin is doing this, and that is, you see, he's uh, making mention of the importance of learning Mikra, the importance of learning Psukim, uh, the Torah Shabbat And he says that's the a person's Ikka, Eisek, and Torah is in Mikra, Psukim, and Halachas Murubus, learning the Halacha. And these people aren't doing that, they're just learning Musa all day. And he says about them, they've missed the light, so to speak, they've never seen the light of the Torah. The light of Torah never shine on them, which means, therefore, even though they're spending their time on learning, but they're learning the wrong things, and therefore they're not getting the effect that Torah is meant to have. And this is the second thing we want to point out. The Nefesh Chaim here, and we'll see again in the future paragraphs, if you look out for it, talks a lot about this idea of Or HaTorah, the light of the Torah. And he says, these people aren't being zechut to the Or HaTorah. And another thing we have to look at and understand what does the Nefesh Chaim mean by that? What's this Ar HaTorah which is being referred to? Because, of course, if a person learns Torah, whatever Torah is going to be, so the Schar they're going to get, they will Isaac with every Torah. But there's something else besides for just the Schar of learning Torah, and that's what's called the Ar of Torah. And he says that a person who spends all their time learning Musa, 
isn't going to isn't going to be benefited from the experience of the or of the Torah. Now we'll see. But he says Hashem misnach lehem they meant well, and therefore Hashem should forgive them. They're making a mistake. But here again, that's not the way that the oratory is going to rest on a person. In other words, it's uh, even though uh, there is value to learning Musa and working one's midas and improving one's yerushalayim, but that's not the that's not meant to be the way that a person learns Torah primarily, and they're not going to be zeichet to the benefit of learning Torah by doing that. Now, the Nefesh HaChem is going to go back historically and explain how this mistake came about. And it says, The Sifra Yira which were written were like all Darach Hashem, which were Yisharim, which they came for a purpose. They came uh, to help Klai Yisrael. The early Darachs were spent their lives in learning and studying Torah. Tukurim ba'ara midrashas, they were tukur, they were established, so to speak, in the base midrash. And why did they focus their days learning? The Gemara Pirish and Tosis means Gemara Ashi Tosis. That's what they they spent Yom and Belayla learning. And the Shalhevis Avas Tarasena Kedosha, by a boy believe him Kaesh Bayaris. And then the flame of Avas Hatara burned in their hearts uh, like a roaring blaze. And that was with Ava of Yerushim Torah. That was with Ava and, and pure Yerushim Shemayim. And if we're talking about these early Doris, who because they were so uh, most nefesh to learn Torah constantly, without interruption, without uh, without a break, and that that drive to learn Torah developed in them a, a, a fire of Ava and Yerushim And the motivation. They had was the Kvoda to be magdal, to greaten, to enhance the cover of the Torah and make it and make it greater. And therefore they spread the Torah through many of the Talmudim and that's where the Torah spread. What the Nevishachim is referring to is not just poetic poetically talking about the distant past, he's referring to the Yeshivas of the Baliatis because you have descriptions from others as well. Of what the yeshivas of the Bali Atosis looked like, and there it talks about people yeshivas where there were hundreds of people learning Yom and Belayla without a stop, and there was zeichet to that tremendous yidiyas atayra. There was zeichet tremendous fire, of, so to speak, of avas atayra which burnt in them. And just as an example, Tosis doesn't talk about themselves too much, uh, but every here and there we see there it slips, so to speak, from what they in their words. Something which gives us a, maybe a glimpse, opens our eyes to something that the world of the Baliatosis was like, and uh, we can learn a tremendous amount from the way that they used to live, the way they used to learn. So, for, for example, there's one such revelation. There's a Gemara in Shabbos which talks about the fact that certain types of knots are awesome and derived to make in Shabbos, that's an Av Melacha. And the Gemara wants to know what's a knot, which is considered a knot of sufficient permanence that it's considered an Avmelacha, as opposed to other knots which are only going to be Midrabanan because they're not as permanent. And the Gemara says, for example, the Kesha Gamolim, the knot that a person makes on a rope which is tied around the neck of the camel, is called a permanent knot because the person wants the rope always to be around the camel's neck as a way to lead the camel. 
And therefore that's a knot which he doesn't ever intend to undo. That's meant to remain tied and tied long term. And therefore to tie such a knot on Shabbos would be a Isidaraisa. Whereas if a person wants to tether the other end of that rope to a tree or to a fence just to hold the camel from running, uh, that's a temporary knot because that's not he doesn't intend the camel to remain there long term. It's only until he wants to drive the camel again, in which case he'll untie that knot and lead the camel by the rope. And therefore the, the knot which attaches the camel to wherever it's being tied to is not a daraisa knot because it's not to be meant to be there long term. And now the question is, what's the gather of what's called long term? In other words, how long does it not have to be tied for to be considered a kasha daraisa? And there's a discussion between the poskim if that's a, a day or a week. And now one of the Baliyatosos says an amazing thing. He says, Lefidus, the knots that the, Talmud, that the Talmudim and the Yeshiva used to tie on their shoelaces is a permanent knot. Why is it a permanent knot? He says because the people, the Talmudim used to you know, wash themselves and change clothing for Shabbos and tie their shoes, and then they wouldn't leave the base Medrash until the next era of Shabbos. And therefore they never untied their shoelaces for a whole week. Which means we have a glimpse into the world of the yeshiva, the Baliyatosis. There were people who learned from Erev Shabbos to Erev Shabbos that live in the Beis Medrash. Where do they sleep at night? Like Yaakov Avinu and Yishayim and Eves yeshiva used to sleep in his place. They didn't even untie their shoes. And that gives us a little bit of an inkling into what Nefesh Achai means when he said in the previous Torahs there was so much more Avas Torah and therefore it created this tremendous, so to speak, blaze of connection to Torah in the hearts of the people who are learning. And he says that in recent times, that's how much that's gotten minimized, how much that's gotten less, you see it in the first. And in, in that context, you understand, if the Chayalim is going to say that eight hours a day is inadequate, it's because there were times in Klai Yisrael where people were learning without stop, Yom Velayla. Now the point that the Nefesh Chaim is trying to make is that when they learned Torah like that, so then that brought them to Ava and Yerush Hashem Ta'ira, and they came to Ava's uh, Ta'ira uh, that brought them to once in Magdal to increase the Kayacha Ta'ira and the effect of Ta'ira, and which is what I wanted to teach Ta'ira. In other words, the Hasmada in learning itself was the catalyst for everything else. But, now he says, In the course of time, when they came Darkoi, the Yetzirah has always tried to do is to be jealous of those who Hashem is, so to speak, the most precious legion of the Lamb of Torah, and especially if they're learning Torah the way they're meant to do, and therefore he tries to interfere with them, and he tries to uh, destroy what they're achieving. Which literally means to, so to speak, inject poison into them, and distort the way they're learning so that one of the same effect. Until some of the Talmudim changed what they were learning and therefore focused on what he calls pilpul. Instead of learning to know and understand the, the Talmud, but they were rather focused on the pilpul. And nothing besides that. And therefore, that was a, some kind of a, a mistake in the way that they were meant to learn. And the result was that 
being as it wasn't learning properly, so then it affected the level of the year Hashem of the Talmudim too. Mashanina B'Mishnah said, "Nim en yira in Torah, and something the reverse of en Torah and yira." But I'd have a more chazal. Kamoish Yovra, come and remember a number of examples that the, the two are based on each other, and therefore they felt that there was a certain lack of yira because the Torah, which wasn't learned exactly what it's meant to be learned, didn't have the benefit, didn't have the effect of of bringing that year Hashem Torah. Now, what's he talking about? What was the, who were these these people who went into Pilpul? So that's interesting. We know that there was such a dot. The we know about them not because they left writings to us, but because the Acharonim at that time were wrote against the Mepalpidim. Uh What was the Mahalach of the Pilpul? So, from what we can understand, there were early yeshivas in Poland that that was what they focused on doing, which was to sharpen the mind, so to speak. To hone one's skills, so they used to they used to learn in a way to try and construct uh, castles of svara or try and you know, define the differences between different things. I had to split uh, most like like very splitting things the most finely, or whatever whatever uh, aspect of the seichel that could be used in learning. It was so to speak employing that to sharpen to prove important skills but then the result wasn't necessarily wanting to know or getting to know the Torah B'Shleimus the result wasn't wanting to or getting to remember and know and uh, and have a, a mastery over like you said the Mikros and the Halachos and the Shas it's rather an exercise in how to improve and develop one's skills in learning and if there wasn't what learning was meant to be then the outcome was it wasn't that it was meant to be. The outcome was it didn't have the effects that Torah was meant to have. And if the effect that Torah is meant to have is, if the effect that Torah is meant to have is that it brings that Yeras Hashem to Hira, then here it wasn't doing that. And therefore, as a result of that, I mean, just as an example, that Torah the Mephalpidim, so one of the reasons the Maharsha wrote his Sefer was to bring people back to learning the Gemara, Rashi, and Tosus. And therefore, he focused his Sefer on Explaining Gemara, explaining the Rashi, explaining the Tosfos, and the Rashi is like Dharma. But I'm not trying to go into great, like Londis and Pilpul. It's just to explain simply that people should understand and know well that what, what the Gemara, Rashi, Tosfos are saying. That was kind of the reaction to the story of the Mufalpilim, who had spent their times in abstract, uh, so to speak, conceptual argument, and that was leading them away from the basis of the so the ayin says Nefesh Achaim. The Zoris is Oyro Atz Mekama Migdaleim Ainayayda. Some of the leaders, some of the Gvayin of that generation, they saw what was changing, what had happened to the door, and therefore Ashadarka Bakodesh Lishkor Atakonas Ktal Achenu Beis Yisrael. Always the job of the Gvayin is to try and improve what they can and do what they can for the door. The Asher Ha'adurim, the Ligdor Pertaisam to straighten what's crooked, so to speak, to fence wherever there's a breach, and to take away the mikshal, which there would be on what Klai Yisrael are And therefore they came to Ratzvarim, which were full of Tzichacha, Rebuke, and Musa, and Midas V'chibra Sifra Yir, Lahayshir, Lebaam. And the point of writing the Sifra Yir that they wrote was to direct people back to uh, that level of Yira or that level of 
connection to 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 Hashem that they had lost as a result of the learning being wrong. And the point was to bring people back to learning and uh, learning Torah the way it's meant to be learned and with the correct Yerushimah it is meant to be as well. Now this is a very interesting thing. And that is he says that the point of writing the Sifra year that he's talking about was in order to uh, to fix the problem which had come about because people weren't learning properly. In other words, the way the Nefeshachim is presenting it is when Klai Yisrael were learning properly, they had Yerushim. The way they meant to have and they had Torah, the way they meant to have as well. When the Satan managed to infiltrate and change the way they learned, so now they were no longer learning properly, so then they didn't have the Torah they were meant to have, and as, as a result, they didn't have the Yerah that they were meant to have either. And therefore, there were the Gdolim of the time who wrote Svarim in order to elevate the people's level of Yerush Hashem. And that way, they would go back to learning and Torah at, with, and having the correct Yerush Hashem they meant to have. The obvious question we have to ask ourselves is, if the problem came about because they weren't learning the way they were meant to learn, so then why wasn't the why wasn't the priority of those gedolim to work on changing the way people learnt? Why was their priority to write a year? And I would venture to suggest that the answer is because they didn't think it was going to help. In other words, they saw that the the the, the dar who was happy with the way they were learning, so to tell people to change the style that you're learning isn't necessarily going to be successful. But if they start with the point of the Yerush Hashem, which people are lacking, and then Derech, a person's avoid on themselves, and a person's re- realization of what they're doing, what they're not doing, what they should be doing, so then maybe they'll come to Cheshmer Nefesh and uh, understanding also of that they're not learning the right way. Any person understands correctly. He says it's clear that those G'dolim who wrote Sefer Yira didn't mean to say, now learn this instead of Torah. And that a person should only be involved all day long with learning Musa. And what they wanted, and their correct Kavana was, that the Ikad learning of Kaisal should go back to the Torah of Yichsav. He gets back to the cross again. The Psukim and Torah and the Halacha. That because that's the main part of the Torah. And also they should have the correct year. But it doesn't mean that therefore we should replace the way we learn. And now the primary part of learning is to have Yerush Hashem. But he says what happened was is that now that there were those G'dolim who speak about the importance of Yira and how much a person has to focus on improving his Yira. So what happened? Until today, because of, it's a mistake which has happened, and there is now what was considered the priority has now been brought down, and therefore What happened now is that most people put the Ika focus on learning, Dafka in the Sifa Yira, and they say that that's, you see, that's what, the, what people are meant to do. That's a person's primary job in this world is to perfect himself in his midst and to develop his Yerushalayim. That's what inspires a person. And by learning Musa, a person can break his various tavas, he can change his Yetzirah, 
you can improve his good midas. And says the Nefesh Chaim, the result of it is going to be that the crown of Torah is abandoned. In other words, no one's learning Torah to learn Torah. Everyone's now learning just in order to improve themselves. And in the Torah, rather than becoming the the goal and what we're trying to achieve, becomes the means to the goal, which is to improve myself. And he says, myself in a certain place. That this mistake, that the main point where people are meant to learn is Musa, has become so widespread. In most of the shuls in that town, the only svarim that they have was the Musa. There isn't even one full set of shas because obviously no one was interested in learning the shas. And says Nevshachayim about the betach eneimiros, the eyes have been blinded, and mehovin mehaskli bosim, the hearts can't understand. Hashem loyz zuaderech baruch bo Hashem, that's not what Hashem wants. Hashem doesn't want people to spend their whole time learning Musa and not knowing the Torah. Kidai yirata, ve'od ma'at hemshech hazman yuches chasnasham lekoy mori v'termatela. It says a second practical point that is if everybody is only learning Yira and Musa, then soon they'll end up with nobody who knows how to pass Kenalacha. Nobody will know what Talacha is. And then how are people going to learn the Torah? And it says, Therefore, who can keep quiet and uh, hold themselves back from speaking? To announce, to claim Israel who is faithful, wants to do Hashem once. The, way, the correct way to approach the Torah and again to get to the R of the Torah. Because Kaddish Baruch is going to be Tavir, the Elbon of Torah. So what are we going to answer? And really he's quoting a Chazal and this Chazal he himself brings later on. And there is in the future Kaddish Baruch is going to ask who learned Torah and if a, if a person answers positively that he learned Torah HaKadosh Baruch is going to tell him what's the Torah you learnt. Tell me what you know. And if it's not satisfactory in Hashem's eyes, then that's an elbow of Torah. It's a disgrace to say you've learnt the Torah when all you know is such a minimal amount. And therefore, he says that for sure applies if we're talking about people who are spending their whole times exclusively focusing on only one small aspect of Torah, so that's for sure elbow in the shil Torah. If they're going to be asked, did you learn the Torah? They said, yes, we learnt uh, Musa's fire. That's a far, far cry from knowing the Torah in its entirety. And therefore, and this is a bigger Chedish, it's called Bittal Torah too. If a person isn't achieving what they're meant to achieve in Torah, so then even though they're spending time um, learning a Chedish of Torah, but if it's not the way it's meant to be, then that's called Bittal Torah as well. That's, the, that's what the Nefesh first point is coming to argue with. Now, the the point that he's made we can understand in two ways we can we can understand simply and that is what he said is that the people who are learning in his door were making a mistake in how they learned and you can blame it on the result because if all people are doing is learning say for a year the result is no one's going to know the whole Torah the result is no one's going to be able to pass on halacha the result is that uh, Torah is going to get forgotten and therefore the problem with the Mahalikh of spending one's time only on trying to work on themselves and change their midas is that there's not going to be a continuation to the knowledge of Torah. That's a, that's a good argument and that could, we, could, we could understand 
the Nefesh Chaim in terms of that's what he's coming to disagree with. But the truth is, it's the second point also. It's not just a question of results. The second part the Nefesh Chaim has is, it's a, it's a wrong hashkafa. And that is the idea that the point of learning Torah is in order to perfect oneself, or is in order to improve one's in relationship with Hashem, that's a mistake in the principle, not just in the result. And this is going to explain to us as well. And that is that not the, uh, it's not the mindset, and it's not the way a person is meant to approach what learning Torah is about. It's, uh, it's, uh, and uh, the, the, the fact that it won't bring to what the Torah is meant to bring to is a secondary point. But the primary point is it means that the person's original understanding of what the Torah is meant to do is wrong. And therefore that's also something which has to be changed. And what's the correct perspective to learning Torah? That by Hashem, that's the introduction to the show why he felt necessary to write it. And that by Hashem, in the future of Adam, we'll see how he explains that.